truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is day six. Oh, shit. Not looking great. Damn, that's only six days later? Yeah. And we eat that. I mean, we eat that. I mean, it's been sitting outside for six days, not refrigerated. But that's you in your stomach. You don't... <laughs> I don't think it stays in your stomach for six days unless you're really backed up. You should see a doctor about that. Hey, how are you doing? You came in at a, oh, a weird point a weird time, in the conversation. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just busy, busy browsing the Stinky Meat Project. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a totally PG site. Not a weird one. Yeah. Welcome on, to. On day eight, on day eight, see, he got the note saying $100 if you eat a hot dog, $150 if it's one that's been in the soup, which is a reference to the overall liquid that has emerged from the other meats on the plate, and $200 if you don't cook it. Oh uh, my gosh. He declined, of course. He probably would have died from yeah. that. So that's a good thing he declined. Yeah. Here we got his day nine. Oh, those wieners actually look cooked. Oh, yeah, they actually, I I would probably eat those. Those look like healthy. I Yeah, I see the soup that you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway, Um, moving on. Uh, Enough of the stinky meat (laughs) project. We're just admiring, you know, old internet websites. Yeah, Uh, the good old days when science was... (laughs) Something you could do in your neighbor's backyard. (laughs) Yes. Grab a seat, grab a drink. We are having some... Currently drinking some raspberry vanilla sour, which tastes what is oh it? Oh my it's, god, this is my favorite beer right how now. How did you describe it? It was a. It's like a. It's a, a, a an angel food cake with a nice topping of like a, a, a raspberry sauce, like a raspberry, like raspberries and raspberry juice kind of a thing. Something my mom would have made as a dessert quite frequently as a child. It it tastes exactly like that it is so good yeah and if you've ever eaten that before like if you know if you can think of the taste of that this i i'm not even joking like todd is spot on with that description uh and it's category 12 which where are they based out of they are um victoria bc so they're uh, a bc local yep like if angel food cake with a raspberry sauce on top with a little bit of like um, whipped cream, uh, whipped cream yep. on there. Yeah, if that's your thing, definitely try this out because I had a sip and I was like, oh my God, like this, this reminds me of any birthday that I had growing up as a child because my mom would do the same thing. She would make the angel food cake and then the, the little raspberry, yep. you know, you pour raspberries on top and then put some whipped cream. So good. So yeah, welcome. Uh, to this, that drink was not even themed to our episode. We have, uh, some other drinks we'll get into a little bit later, but what are we, do you want to, uh, let them know what we're doing today? What we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime you could just say it, whatever. Uh, lasers from space. <laughs> well, we, that was originally, we were just going to do lasers from space. That's, no, that's it. That's all we're doing. Lasers from space. <laughs> okay, okay. That's it. That's all we're talking about is the space lasers. And also... Because of you didn't think that we could get enough content from space lasers, I I decided at the last minute to kind of open it up to climate change in general. Right. Yes, and that will probably make more sense. Maybe we'll start with the space lasers story. We're all here 
for, for the, the space Jewish lasers. space lasers. Yes, that that is exactly it. Uh, nobody cares about climate change. They just want to know what the Jews are doing with their space lasers. <laughs> I always feel racist by saying the Jews. Yeah, you shouldn't say the Jews. It uh, yeah. should be like Jewish people. I know. That's what I want to say, but it yeah. just sounded like when we're talking well, when about you're conspiracies. Talking about the conspiracies the, that's like, the, that, always that's right. the way like, they refer know, to them. It's like it's the, always Jews. the Jews. The uh, Jews. Yeah. Um, and I don't think like it shouldn't be like a derogatory thing like i don't say like the italians and think of like oh the italians as like a bad thing but how often do you would you would you refer to the italians or would you refer to italian people what would be your go-to oh i would be like the italians i know or blah 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 and it would be a normal part of sentence but i wouldn't say like the the jews that i know with the same like i would feel like if i said it that way it was because i was like we're not not talking about framing it that way we're talking about just the italians oh my god the italians with their fucking pasta and their fucking tomato sauce when you say it like that well okay wow oh my god the italians (laughs) with their awesome pasta and their awesome tomato sauce it's still and the jews with their great movies that they put out <laughs> and, and, and the blacks with their yeah it's it's, yeah, it's universal like, it like it's not way, a yeah. good idea and this is something that i i have started uh like i i figured this out when uh, when we did the autobiography of malcolm x on mm, when yeah. bad things happen to good people and it's like well what's the proper way <laughs> you know to talk about black people I mean, black people is pretty much it. I want to start this uh, episode off a little differently. Oh. Because... With a song. uh, Well, no, we... (laughs) No, because we we just talked about, uh, you know, race and appropriate way. (laughs) and the Jews. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hold on. Um, I'm trying to think of the search term that I was going to use while you were doing that, but I don't. Anyways... (laughs) We just came off of a uh, statutory holiday, which was just implemented this year, yeah. and it was for the National National Day of Truth, Truth and, and Reconciliation. Reconciliation. Yeah. And I feel it is very appropriate to acknowledge the land that we are on, that we are recording this on, as like at the very minimum that we could do mm-hmm. to kind of, um, I guess, acknowledge. Uh, acknowledge, yeah, what has happened in Canada, what we've discussed, you know, well, not discovered this year. I hate saying, you know, there's a discovery. There there has been knowledge that this has happened. It's just that this past year, yeah. they actually found some, you know, some grave sites of Bunch it. Bunch of kids don't get buried without somebody knowing something about it. Yeah, and it, and it within the communities, within the uh, um, Indigenous communities, they had, you know, have been saying this since the days that it happened and it's just now that it's become more mainstream so i just want to recognize that we work live and play in the tecumlips tisequepnik territory within the unceded territorial lands of the sequepnik nation so i just want to acknowledge that and especially after the discovery that's happened over the summer and I feel like it's something that we need to keep at, you know, the top of mind that, you know, as much as we like to think that Canada is a very peaceful nation, there has been a lot of trauma for the Indigenous people over the past. And I think the government, at least acknowledging that with this National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, is a first step. And I really hope that 
we can move forward from here to help the indigenous people heal in a way that shows, you know, a meaningful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, way instead of just words, like actually doing some actions. And, and one of the things is, I know there's, there's a lot of posts that I've seen about, you know, first nations, um, Indian bands, not having water, Mm -hmm. uh, on their lands. Right. And so, I think that, like, at the very basic level, everyone deserves, like, fresh water. And that's something that I think the next step the government should take is, like, making sure that everyone in Canada has water. It doesn't matter what what race you are, what nationality. But anyways, I just, yeah, I wanted to start this episode with that. You know, as much as as I don't want to get bogged down on on this subject, because it's not really what this Mm -hmm. podcast is about, now that it's come up, I do think it's worth noting that, at least for myself, uh kind of disappointed in in Justin Trudeau yeah. that he dismissed and and failed to respond to the invitation from the Kamloops uh here uh to come and and meet with them and instead just blew that off and went on vacation instead so as much as it's great to have yet another stat holiday to get away and relax may not have been the time for it Yes, I agree, and I'm going to leave it at that because, yeah, this is... Now it's time to talk about Jewish space lasers! Woo! Yes. Um, So, anyways, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some climate change stuff, and uh, it all sparked from the the space lasers. Do you want to start us off with space laser information? Because I have more of the uh climate change conspiracies so the uh, the thing i was trying to figure out <laughs> is whether there was like any history of okay so first of all the jewish space lasers near second tell uh, i like okay i just okay i when i brought it up it was just like the space lasers so uh and the reason i know you've got some research is because you keep calling it the jewish space laser so, that's that's the way it was framed by the media <laughs> yeah and th- the first thing i sort of need to do is correct that in the sense that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the uh, the congresswoman in the U.S. who uh, blamed the wildfires on space lasers, did not specifically say they were Jewish space lasers. Oh, okay, yeah. What she did say was that they were space lasers that were in the control of, like, the Rothschild family, which is shorthand for the jews <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah if you're blaming the, Rothschilds, the Rothschilds, yeah. you're blaming yeah. george soros like anybody like that it's yeah. just you're blaming globalists this is just shorthand for oh it's the jews so but she did at one point go oh i didn't realize that the Rothschilds were jewish <laughs> which a fuck you i don't believe you B, that doesn't actually help. Like you really, whether you knew they were Jewish or not, you you just think that there's like this powerful family that has space lasers. It still doesn't <laughs> help. It's still fucking batshit. But what I really wanted to try to find out is like, is there a history for this kind of conspiracy? Because generally speaking, these things don't appear pop out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Yeah. like if someone's going to talk well, about I mean, at some point they, they, at some point they out must of nowhere, have, yeah. yeah but i mean generally speaking like right now if someone's talking about oh 
a, a Jewish conspiracy or any other conspiracy. Like it's 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 built from something. But as far as I could tell, like this is the first time that someone's accused either the Jewish people or the Rothschild family of having a space laser. Okay, but in all fairness of conspiracy theorists, the Jews are usually the ones that are oh, the problem they for are. every yeah. conspiracy. So and I that feel is like, maybe a deep yeah. dive two-parter that we need to do someday yeah. of like yeah. the history of of Jews as the the backbone of yeah. everything wrong with society. So I feel like any conspiracy that we come up against where the Jewish people are behind it is not a surprise to me anymore. Yeah, oh no. Nor no. like before it would have been like, oh, like one particular race is in, you know, behind this whole thing would have surprised like me. Now it's like What oh, would surprise okay. me is hearing controversy that doesn't somehow involve Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm usually trying to find now where the Jewish people are involved in this conspiracy that we're looking into. I'd love to find out like the space laser was being run by black people. Like, I mean, that's not any better, but like, you know, let the black people have something for a change, right? Let them have a space laser, right? Let's let's even this out. Yeah. (laughs) Now, when I, when I pitched this to you, the space laser idea, it was because a friend of mine had mentioned that. One of the protesters who went into a school in a nearby city and they were they were protesting the the vaccine and all the covid stuff, but he was attributing the one of the fires in a nearby city, uh, Lytton, British Columbia. Uh, it basically burned down the whole city. There was a, a fire that happened there. Burned down the whole city, and he was saying that it was space lasers that caused that fire. And so that's where I was like, shit, we should do something on space lasers because apparently they're burning down fucking California. They're burning down Lytton. This is some serious shit. And then you were like, well, I don't know if space lasers is enough. And then it got to it got me thinking of like, okay, well, why did everything burn down? Like, why is the government saying, air quotes, why everything burned down as climate change is causing things to heat up. So that's why I wanted to, to well, and broaden I think it. it. When we're talking but, about Lytton, it's worth noting that like before it burned down, there was like a, a three, four, five day stretch where it was like breaking temperature records every single yes, day. The yeah. hottest day on record in history every day. And then it fucking ignites. Like th- these two things are not unrelated, I think. Well, but why was it breaking record temperature settings? Was I don't know, it global because, warming? Well, or was that just because the space laser was charging up? up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the heat seeker that they said. It takes to five know. days to warm up the laser. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what a space laser. I, I guess can't that's afford true. one. Um, <laughs> but anyways. So yes, um, I mean, did this it guy is, did this guy have any idea what it was in Lytton that needed to be taken out by the Jewish people? Well, and that's the other thing is like I don't understand why you would think Lytton is the city to use a space unless they're like testing this thing, which doesn't make sense because Let's just the pick previous, a shite city in Canada or well, but the previous year is when the California fires happened and or like earlier in the season. You'd think California would at least have some important shit there that they would want to burn, maybe. And that's where they would do their well, testing. Well, don't forget, though, the theory uh, from Donald Trump that the California fires were because they weren't sweeping the forest enough. Yes, they need to get out there and rake the forest. They need to rake the yes, forest. that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 
And maybe they're doing that now, and so maybe that's why we won't ever see these types of fires again, but I doubt it. <laughs> We're going to see more next year. But that's the conspiracy, right? It's the, yes. it's the laser is there to start the forest fires, to make people rake the forest because there's money in rakes. Well. <laughs> see, all of the Jewish people now have now bought, rake companies. They bought into yes. rake companies. That's where all their stocks are. This is how it works, people. You got to follow the money. Yes, and you know what? Loud? Yeah, does it turn it out just a little bit? Okay. Um, you know what though? Speaking of Trump, now that you bring him up, now I'm gonna start talking about more general uh, climate change stuff. He has said that it's uh, you know climate. He doesn't believe in climate change, or at least when when I heard this recording of him, he didn't believe in it, and he was blaming China for starting this climate change, uh, I don't know, propaganda or whatever initiative, because they wanted to maintain the monopoly on all of the factories and stuff without the regulations. And so, like, the other countries that believe in climate change won't do the stuff that China is willing to do and, you know, pollute and all that stuff. And so that's what he was saying is, like, China's the one that's starting this climate change stuff because they want to maintain the monopoly on so all China the was paying off Al Gore. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I think he's Chinese. Al Gore's Chinese. <laughs> yeah, Gore, that very That's common Chinese right. name. Yes. Uh, the, 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 maybe maybe one of the whitest men alive. But sure, he's Chinese. Why not? <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just trying to think of my notes because I forgot to bring them home from the office. <laughs> uh, so another, okay, one of the other conspiracies for climate change is that it's just a grab for taxpayer dollars. And a lot of places have implemented like a carbon tax and that's supposed to be to offset or like offset the emissions that are going out by providing funds to i don't know create some sort right. of system that but also trees I think or some the shit flip I don't size, know. It, it's meant to encourage less reliance on fossil fuels because it's going to cost you more it's the same idea behind taxing you know like sugary soft drinks more than say a glass of water it's like it's it's to encourage healthier choices better choices right yeah so mm, i guess my only comment on that is that uh, not that, that was my not, only comment on that is, is brrr, brrr, uh, no take uh, that is that uh some of those uh carbon taxes are going towards uh well the one i can think of now is like in in the lower mainland you've got gas is being taxed mm -hmm. and it's not so much at the like the gas manufacturer whatever that's called level the what are they called when they manufacture gas the gas oh the oil refineries yeah or... the refineries like they're not getting taxed it's the end user that's getting taxed so it's not necessarily but... encouraging a different source of uh, fuel or like getting a different source of fuel it's just punishing the people who are currently living with what we've got now and that's that's my thing is like yes i understand like you as a end user of gas has a choice to you know ride a bike or whatever but because electric cars are just coming in now um 
and they're really expensive, it's it's not so much viable for the average consumer. And so it's I I feel personally it's it's kind of unfair to tax them and not rely more on the uh, refineries or the big companies that are refining oil to change their methods to a different source. Um, so, I mean, that's that's such a big topic that it, I don't yeah, think we have is. time and, to get yeah. into. I think, for example, in Canada, I don't think we refine our own oil here in Canada no, much, don't. if no. at all. No. Uh, and so that becomes a taxation nightmare right there. Like, how do you tax foreign companies? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could tax it when you import it back into the country, but then... It doesn't matter whether you tax them or the end consumer. The end consumer is going to pay for it, right? Like if if you tax the company True. bringing the oil or the the, the gas in, they're going to have to raise their. I mean, they're going to have to, but they will mm-hmm. raise their prices to account for that tax, and it's still going to end up being you know out of the pocket of the consumer. Yeah, I guess you're right, but at at the end of the day, like it may cause the refineries or those producers to think of like, okay, well now this is becoming not so efficient for us. Why don't we look at a different route? I don't know. It, whereas right now, where it's like they're not being taxed for anything because it's just ending at the end consumer. It's like, well, we don't have to change our business practice because it's not affecting us. But I understand where it's a hard thing because we don't refine things in Canada. So we can't really control what happens yeah. in different countries. And I, I don't know necessarily that I want to argue that we should be handling our own refining in Canada at this point, because hopefully we're in the early stages of taking steps towards more sustainable energy. Well, so yeah, that you mentioned that I don't know the exact years, but I know um, within our city, there is an initiative to be basically like um, carbon electric, neutral? yeah, carbon neutral or, or electric vehicle by like 2050 or something. And then I think Canada wide, there is also another initiative that they don't uh, Canada wide or North America wide. They don't want car manufacturers or there's, there's a deadline for car manufacturers to be like a hundred percent electric by like 2040 or something. So like within the next, uh, uh, let's say like 30 or 40 yeah, years, look, they're, they're basically pushing for electric vehicles. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't think 30 years is fast enough. Yes, I think this yeah. is, this is, this is people just like, uh, how long can we put this? Like well, during the space race in the 1960s, you basically had John Kennedy president say like, we're going to the moon in four years. I don't fucking care how you do it. We're going to get there. So they got to the moon. Here's the problem that has happened since, you know, from then till now is that then you had the countries being run by the party that was running country. Now you have the countries being run by corporations corporations that are donating to the party that's running the company. And I think the big thing right now that's happening is they everyone answers every company answers to shareholders and shareholders want to see money and as long as money can still come in they're gonna try and you know bleed it out of the earth and uh there was something in my notes oh i wish i would have brought them home there was something in my notes about Uh, in case it's not clear i want to make this really clear um i I can't speak for you i guess but for myself capitalism is fucking broken oh yeah i think i've mentioned it in other episodes the fact that shareholders can sue 
corporations for not being as profitable as they could have been is bonkers, right? And that's probably, I don't know if that's the case for corporations in Canada or if that's a US thing, but like the fact is that yes, if you're a shareholder in a company and you find out that your company has been like losing potential profits because they're trying to be more environmentally friendly, you can sue that corporation. You can say, hey, you are not being as profitable as you should be or as you could be. That means you're taking money out of my pockets and I'm suing you for that. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I think I think it's stupid and that it's a broken part of our, our society and our economy that has contributed to where we are in the climate change. And I feel like even though people know and scientists have found that what we're doing is causing all this shit to happen the you know the tides to rise the temperatures to go up people aren't changing enough because they don't see it in their everyday life and i think this last summer has been a real eye-opener for people where we had like record well like you said Lytton had record highs like every day for like a week until it burnt down and California had space lasers shooting down on them and so right it's like people now are starting to see it but scientists had said if we don't make a change by a certain time then it's going to be too late. And I feel like we're already past that time where it's too late. Mm. And I know, and one of the other conspiracy theories was that this is just a, um, like an ebb and flow that happens oh, on Oh, yeah, Earth. I mean, climate always changes. Well, okay, but right? now, hold on. I'm going to, I will, I will, I can agree with them. Sure, on that, sure. Maybe it is just a natural thing for the Earth to heat up and cool down. But I will remind everyone that we went through an ice age. So if heating and cooling is a natural thing, like, they say it as a, like as if it's nothing to worry about, but it's like, okay, so maybe it is a natural thing, but it doesn't mean it's going to stop at a place that we can survive at. Well, and except even, so there is enough data to show that what we're experiencing right now is different from the traditional ebb and flow. Ebb of, and flow. Okay. You, you can see where mankind's impact on it started and continues. Oh, okay. Right. So anyone who's saying that like, you know, oh, temperature or, or climate has always kind of had the ebb and flow. They're not wrong, but their argument is not connected to reality. That's not yeah. what we're seeing. And you're really just trying to deny yeah. the existence of what's going on by saying that. And I, I think there are, and it's kind of, it's very difficult to wrap my head around this idea that there are people out there who understand that climate change is happening, that it is man-made, and that they are actively denying it so that they continue to reap massive profits. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It always comes back. Follow the money, really, is like... Uh, what, of... 
I don't know where you go. I don't know. So I, have a, stroke? I, I have a bit of a hate on recently for that phrase. Why? Because especially yeah. in, in the U S yeah. in, in a, a capitalistic society where everything is built to generate profit, mm-hmm. there's always going to be money to follow. Yeah. But when you're following it, that's usually who's making these but, weird. No, that's the ones who are making the money. Yeah. So this thing comes up in regards to the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not what we're talking about this week, yeah. but people talk about, oh, follow the money with the vaccines. Who's making mm-hmm. all the money? Oh, it's Pfizer. It's Pfizer and it's, it's, uh, it's Moderna. They're making the money. Well, it's not their fault that you decided that pharmaceuticals should be a capitalist venture. Of course, they're the ones making the money. They're the ones creating the product that people have to buy in order to get the vaccines. But to say follow the money in that context means that, oh, there must be something suspicious in these vaccines if someone's making money with them. No, fuck that. Yes, I get that. But in this sense of climate change, I feel like following the money does have some relevancy and it's not... It's it's more of a, a maleficent malef is that a, I don't even know if that's a word or just the name uh, of a ma- character ma- yeah it is uh, mal mal elephant mal elephant I think I know what you're trying to say mal ma- mal like it's malevolent. A, it's a malevolence malevolent. yeah like like a negative um, like they knew that what they that following this path was right. basically more for their pocketbook. Than it was for. I mean, certainly the, the the fossil fuel companies have not wanted to embrace alternate no uh, and sources and of power. You know what? It's actually really interesting. I I went and saw a play for the first time in like two years uh, the other day, and the play was um, all about the guy that created the water powered engine. Mm. And uh, moral of the story, he was murdered and died because uh, gas-powered companies realized that they uh, would lose money if his engine got out. And that's why we don't run on water-powered engines right now. Uh, Anyways, I'm pretty sure, like, most of that story was real. Like, this guy did have... He was trying to seek a patent for a water-powered engine that would... It would separate the hydrogen from the water, and that's what powered it. And there was like some big gas companies that are big oil companies that realize like if this gets out, we're fucked. And so uh, he him and his wife or sister, I don't know. I, it was hard to follow the story. Anyway, his wife, theater, man. wife or someone that was a female he was close to <laughs> ended up getting murdered. And uh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like a real life story. So uh, if that was wrong, email us at halfcutconspiracies at gmail.com. But I'm going to go with it. Uh, I got to pee really badly. I do too. And I'm going to pour us some get shots some, some drinks, yeah. of Fireball because... I mean, who knows? Yeah, when the world is going to come on fire again. It was already over the summer. World's right. on fire. Let's have some fireball. All right. Let's do it. One of my least favorite liquors, liqueurs. Oh, it's fireball. Oh, it hurts so yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cinnamon in general. God, you're that's even... I don't like doing shots ever. So anytime I do them with you, it's because like I'm committed to this, Todd. I hope you know that. Ugh. There's some good shots out there, man. Porn stars a good shot. I know that there's good shots out there. I just don't like doing shot like me and drinking alcohol fast. I just don't. I don't like it. I'm gonna have to chase it down with this big wave golden ale. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Kona Brewing Company, not a sponsor. 
Yet. Paddling too easy, drinking island refreshment with big waves. So smooth, it's like catching the crest of a breaking... <laughs> That's where it ends? Yeah. Wait. Wave. Oh, wait. Okay, you gotta turn the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you gotta write to their graphic design department. Yeah, I need to, yeah they should have... They should have done it the other way. In a while, who's Makaha Beach? Ah, Makaha Beach. And gliding all the way into shore. Paradise is just a sip away. One life, right? I mean, I don't know. Is uh, it? I don't know. Uh, that's, a, we, that's a deep question to be asking me right now. Than going one. Brewing. Yeah, shit. Do you Especially think you only on have this one episode. life? I remember. Are you Googling one life? No, I'm just waking <laughs> my computer up. <laughs> But no, I was uh, gonna say this. Actually, this uh, Kona Brewing Company Big Wave uh, Golden Ale is really good. It's I a like really. It. I like the bottle too. It's, it's a cool. it's a retro looking bottle. Mm-hmm. Like this looks like something from maybe the sixties. Mm-hmm. Actually, the art does too. Really. Yeah, I like it. Maybe the beers from the sixties. Maybe they'll. Is this a fifty year old beer? Um. Oh, is this? Uh, it's good until July twenty six twenty one. I think if this is if I'm reading. Oh no. Then Wait, that's passed. <laughs> no, hold on. It's packaged on July. Oh no, July twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I thought it was twenty six twenty one was the year. Saying twenty six twenty two thousand. Yes, I was like, damn, they know that this, July this is good of for 26, another six hundred years. You've been playing too much Star Trek, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Captain Logs, start it. Twenty six twenty one. These are the uh, adventures of the Starship Aegis. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, this is a good one. I like it. Yes, Anyways, uh, yeah, so I got it because the big wave is basically what's going to take us out when yeah. uh, global climate change if happens. It's not, if it's not the fireball, it'll be I think like... it's a combination of all... I think the fireball <laughs> will hit down from space, which will cause the big wave. The big wave and, to put it out. And then we're fine. They well, cancel each other out. Oh, as long as you're inland enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, we're all very wet and slightly singed, but alive. Yeah um okay so i found this site that does list a bunch of it lists the top 10 uh most popular climate change conspiracy theories it's uh inverse.com i don't know if they're credible or not whatever uh but uh we'll go down this and uh we'll we'll kind of end the episode on uh, on this note maybe pose it as like can it be like a quiz is there a way you can pose it as a quiz so i can see if I, i know things uh, do you know number 10? <laughs> I don't know. What a weird way to frame that question. Uh, okay, okay. So number 10 is Tesla cars pollute more than gas-consuming cars. So why do you think that is? Because people don't like Elon Musk. Uh, and they shouldn't. He's a jerk. I think he's less of a jerk than uh, Bezos. Mm. I feel like if I were to be fr- if I had to be friends with one of them, I would choose Elon over Bezos. I feel like Bezos is kind of like a jerk. Like he's a dick that was like. Yeah, but I also feel like that's that's a lesser of two evils kind of question. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't say there was. Yeah. One of them was good and one of them wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Anyways. I think you're right. Out of the lesser of two, I think Elon is like the more friendly one. Probably because he's like a foreigner. I feel like foreigners are more friendly. (laughs) Uh, but anyways, the thinking by okay, this between is all... Elon, 
Bezos and the Rothschilds. Who do you want to be friends with? Uh, I'd go with the Rothschilds. Yeah. They've yeah. got the space lasers. Yeah. As long as I can stay safe. Uh, no, so, uh, okay, according to Inverse.com, the thinking behind this theory is that the electricity powering all the Teslas out on the road comes from uh, sources that pollute more than gasoline-powered cars. So... Not what I was thinking. I was thinking they were going to go into the pollution caused by creating mining the batteries. batteries. Mining yeah, the material exactly. The batteries, yeah. Uh, but that's not what they went with. So, anyways, all right, next one. Ocean acidification isn't real. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. But according to the white nationalist outlet, outlet Bart Bright, the science behind Bright Bart. What did I say? Bart Bright. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Bart Bright would be the satirical version of Bright Bart. That's why I didn't check. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no, Bright- I'm Bart. Bart Bright. He's like the, the evil brother of Bright Bart, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. even more evil. I uh, know. So, according to... Fuck that. <laughs> According to the white nationalist outlet Breitbart, uh, the science behind ocean acidification isn't science at all, but rather a grab for federal research dollars. In fact, there are several decades worth of data and observations to back up the severity of ocean acidification's threat. Uh, Ocean acidification isn't happening uniformly around the world, but some regions are already seeing financial impacts in wash. Oh, financial impacts in Washington, for example, declining oyster populations have kneecapped an entire industry. Beyond that, there's simply or there's simple there's the simple chemistry of the thing. Uh, As the ocean absorbs more carbon from the atmosphere, more hydrogen ions are created and the water's pH drops. Again, I'm reading this from Mm inverse.com. Hashtag science. So, um, I I don't... I feel that ocean acidification... um, is It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Let's not do it, guys. I feel like it's real. Yeah. And I okay my my understanding behind this is that we are like as we throw more pollutants into the ocean, it's I guess acidifying it more. Which well, it also sounded like it's about absorbing carbon from the atmosphere and less about what yeah, we're putting so, into the ocean. Uh, yeah, right? true. And so, like, the more we drive, the more factories we have going, the more shit's going up into the air and the oceans are absorbing it. And so, I don't know how you dispute that. And, well, I mean, you can find links to some pretty apparently good, like, research documents. Like, on which like side? Like, all of my, well, in favor of ocean. Uh, uh, I'm not in favor of, like, Ray, yay, it's good. <laughs> But it's like in favor Yay, of it. Ocean that's acidification. Let's, just, let's acidify the oceans yeah. more. <laughs> We're doing so uh, good. Ocean acidification is sometimes called climate change's equally evil twin. Oh, now they're fucking creating twins and yeah. siblings and shit. Oh. It's a significant and harmful consequence of excess carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that we don't see or feel because its effects are happening underwater okay so i okay on that now that you bring that up Hmm. i was listening to a podcast and they were saying 
uh, scientists say that if we don't do, uh, like, if we don't change the way that we're living by a certain date, yep. I think it was like 2030, then well, shit's going to get bad. I, I, and I'm pretty sure there that's There are some exactly, scientists who are probably saying like 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and so the thing was that they, they were saying in this podcast is that we have to make our change early like earlier than we need it to change because of all this stuff that's in the ocean that is then going to come out and still even though we may not be affecting the atmosphere the ocean is like off gassing or doing whatever and so there's still all those pollutants that are there affecting it and so i thought that was really interesting and that i didn't realize that it would tie in uh into that ocean acidification thing um, so much but yeah that does make sense that like the water is absorbing all the shit that we're putting out there and even when we stop putting it out there it's still in the ocean technically so it will off gas out and even though we're not producing it it's still being produced so this isn't exactly what we're talking about but about 10 years ago uh when i was in williams lake i went to this um presentation done by photographer who i think had worked for national geographic among other magazines and uh and he had taken i can't remember exactly where what island this was but he had taken pictures of these these birds that had died near the um uh i can't remember exactly what it's called but you know the 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 great the pacific uh, oh, uh garbage patch oh yeah like this, Texas. this collection no, no, <laughs> this collection of plastic garbage in yes, the ocean. I, yeah i know and so these birds uh who would like dive into the water to like catch fish and stuff to eat uh were actually eating garbage they were eating plastic mm. and not not living because you can't i mean you can't yeah, plastic man has no cannot nutrients. live on plastic yeah. alone uh but, did you say but, plastic alone yeah. <laughs> but uh but he had these pictures of these bird corpses um, where they had like decayed enough that you could see inside of them. There were like, like full on plastic lighters. There were like forks. They were like, and, and the dead bird around it. And it was, it was so horrifying to see that, that these birds were starving to death. Didn't know like, why. Yeah. They were eating what they was around going them. But to yeah. eat. And, and eventually starved to death and died. And, and this is what it was some of the most shocking photography I'd ever seen. And, uh, and, and again, a glimpse at, I guess, like a, a pretty substantial impact that our, our behavior on this planet is having to the planet in general that most people aren't even aware of. So, you know what? It, as you mentioned that, I'm reminded of an image of a little seahorse that it, maybe you might remember this. It was, it had in its tail, like wrapped up in its tail, a Q-tip mm. and it was, it was the cutest picture ever, but it was also the most sad picture ever that this shit is floating around in the ocean and it is causing so much devastation and we are the cause of it. Mm -hmm. And, the one thing, like, I I hate to say this, but human beings are the worst thing that have happened to Earth. We are the ones that have fucked shit up royally. And as, 
you know, like as we talk of climate change and the possibility of shit getting so bad that we can't survive, it's you know the world is going to survive on its own. It's just sad to think that we're going to take a bunch of species out with us when we go. Like we're gonna, we're not gonna destroy the world. The world's still gonna be around. It's it's a massive ball oh, of yeah, dirt yeah, yeah, and yeah. water and whatever. So it'll survive after us. It just might not be inhabitable. Uh, but it's sad how many species we will take out with us in this whole thing. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of shitty. But uh, on that one. Um, the next one that's on the list is climate change is natural. And I kind of talked about this, that certain ebbs and flows are natural. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is a, a cooling and a warming of the planet that happens. But again, A, like I said, whereas like, even though there is a, a cooling and a warming, is like, is it something that we can survive? So it's not something that we should just be like just brush off be like oh yeah that's fine it's it's a natural thing and then like you said there's studies showing that there we've is, added there, to it there seems to be sufficient data that what we're experiencing right now is definitely been affected by mankind so even if there is a natural change to the climate the data is there that we've added to it. Like we've, we've increased those numbers, which is not a good thing. Even if we can survive this, you know, cycle, what does that mean for the next cycle? Like we're, we're not changing the way that we're doing anything. So it's only going to get worse from here unless we do something about it. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the other ones, it's uh, it says it's a Chinese hoax. And I think I talked about this Trump saying that it was basically China starting this so that other countries wouldn't allow their factories to do certain levels of manufacturing because it, it created too much pollution. And then China would be able to get the money from that. Right. Because they don't have as much regulation. Uh, so that was another one. Another uh, conspiracy was that it's basically just China creating this. this and of course, everybody listens to China. Yeah, exactly. We, the, and we then, always uh, turn to them for our Greta, daily news. Greta yeah. Thunberg, obviously uh, a Chinese activist. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I had a note uh, that I needed to get some Greta. Isn't, isn't it Thun, Thunberg? Thunberg? I don't know how to say it. No, I'm probably um, wrong. I was certainly wrong. You're but. probably wrong. But I was like, we need to get some Greta shit in here. And then I didn't. So maybe I'll just, maybe that'll be our ending quote. You know what we should do? We should, we should joke. do a t-shirt that says, we got to get some Greta shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> just her face. Not even her face. Just, uh, we do, right. Let people wonder which Greta we're talking about. Um, okay. Greta here's Garbo? The, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but whatever. Um, here's another one. Uh, population will be forced into cities. And I didn't read this. So let me read it live for you right now. What well, let this me first means. say that this sounds like a, some agenda 2030 shit. Well, <laughs> as I read the first sentence, you're not far off. So a United Nations ad agreement called Agenda 21. Yeah, Agenda was, 21, Agenda 2030. Yeah, yep. was voluntarily adopted by over 170 countries back in 1992. Since then, climate change deniers and conspiracy theorists have pointed to the agreement as an attempt to infringe on American severity. Sovereignty? Sovereignty. That's the word. Severe sovereignty. <laughs> 
They have the severest form of sovereignty in the U.S. <laughs> and control land use with bike lanes and multi-use apartment buildings that fight city sprawl. Mm-hmm. In reality, Agenda 20... In, yeah, in reality, Agenda 21 is a non-binding suggestion that countries be responsible and sustainable with urban development. And this seems like a fine time to say, if you want more information on Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030, we covered that. We did, <laughs> We yes. covered that in season one. I don't remember episode numbers, but uh, if you go scrolling back to, you know, around the... the, the that episode. Eight, nine, ten, <laughs> around there, probably. Yeah. Uh, you'll find some talk on uh, a two-part I, episode, actually. Yeah, that was, uh, was one of our talk. good ones. Yeah. Anyways, so... Uh, the UN is uh, fucking up our... Uh, Obviously. Yeah, our shit. Uh, and then it's a grab for taxpayer dollars. We kind of talked about this, how the carbon tax, um, they're they're going after that. This one's, Everyone expects uh, it to be a grab for dollars. So, like, even now, yeah. with COVID, again, not, not something we're talking about, but it's... I'm, <laughs> you always want to bring it back to well, COVID. Well, I'm a little bit fucking immersed in it, sorry. But, like, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, the, 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 all the fines. The, the, now that you have to have the, the, the passport to go into restaurants, the restaurants that, uh, that are not looking for passports can get fined. And that's what it's all about. It's a money grab by the government. They're just trying to yeah. steal money from the businesses. I mean, when are they not? But... <laughs> <laughs> this next one uh it's an ant it's anti-russia propaganda i don't know what that means but let me read this yeah, let's find you. out yeah in russia russia is a big energy exporter did you know that they're providing europe with about 30 percent of its natural gas and oil but According to Infowars, I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's Alex Jones. <laughs> is that yeah. Oh shit! Well, according to him, uh, isn't he like being like he just lost? He a just lawsuit. lost his lawsuit. Yeah. He doesn't have to pay big money. Uh, well, according to him and the money he got from this article, uh, Putin and his advisors see climate change as a hoax that targets Russia's energy sector. If Europeans need less gas and oil, and there are more restrictions on emissions. Russia's energy industry could take a hit, just like every other country's energy sector. So I don't know why they focused on Russia when at the end they were like, every other country's energy sector could take a hit. Well, I think it's because, like, you know, Putin is known for, like, murdering his political rivals, murdering his social rivals, murdering people he's barely met, just kind of murdering everybody. Uh, and so, like, here and there. if if his income from the, the their uh, energy output dips, then fuck. He's just Even more murder. people are getting yeah. murdered. Shit. It's like, I can't afford to yeah, right? yeah. not murder these people. Um, and then, uh, number two, it's all a United Nations power play. So, apparently... That sounds like Agenda 21, Agenda yes, 2030. Uh, well. Apparently, the United Nations is desperate for a way to overpower member nations, and climate change is just the way to do that. Um, so, man, I don't know why they got another thing for InfoWars. This... <laughs> This site is all about InfoWars. All of the UN needs to well, do... Well, because they're quoting Infowars. conspiracy shit is why. That's true, yeah. Uh, all the UN needs to do, says InfoWars, is convince countries that climate change isn't a problem they can solve on their own. So they must work with other countries and compromise their sovereignty and their co- economy. The fact that we all share an atmosphere is irrelevant. 
No, that seems pretty relevant, actually. When it comes to climate change, <laughs> not according to Inverse.com, who sources their. The weird thing is, they source a lot of their stuff from Infowars, yet they're kind of talking against it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you would get your source from there. I, anyway, I, I kind of also want to throw out there this this idea that um, there's a lot of. And I think it's I think it's in the midst of changing now, which is why it's in my head. But like in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of thought about like, you know, what can you do to halt climate change? Like, yeah. stop using straws and yeah. also don't I don't know. Like recycle your all your waste. All, yeah. Yeah. Even though like if you get the one wrong item in your recycle bin, the entire recycle bin has to get thrown, thrown out. in the trash. Yeah. And it's it's. Stop pooping in the toilet and poop in your garden. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. totally. I want to stand by this. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Poop in your garden. If you can poop in your garden, it's good for your garden. Yeah. I'm not saying pooping in the toilet is bad, but like, yeah, poop in your garden. Let's normalize pooping in the garden. Less water they have to use. We don't have a lot of water, everyone. The thing is. I can't drink salt water. (laughs) The thing is. (laughs) We're not going to fix climate change by not using plastic straws. That is that's too okay. small, and the fact that there are people that are trying to put it on the individual consumer yes. is shifting the responsibility. Yeah, it's it's like, oh man, we're giant corporations. I wish we could do something, uh, but yeah. except it's your fault, people, for using plastic straws. Oops, exactly. That is the problem: is that the big corporations are pushing that blame on to the individual consumers when really. Uh, I remember like listening to a scientist talk about like everyone in the world could recycle everything that they have in their life and it still wouldn't be enough to combat what like industries out there are are providing to pollution. That's where the problem is is you need to get those large corporations and industries that have those like manufacturing plants to change their ways. Because yep. they're the ones that are providing the most pollution. And that is going on, like, based off the assumption slash science that shows that carbon emissions are what are producing a lot of the issues with climate change. And so we need factories to start being more responsible. But this is where it goes to following the money and i know you don't like that saying yeah but the money in this case is where they've decided to i guess put their investments or like or put their their responsibilities as to the shareholders where they're making the money and that's the shitty part is that they're the ones that like until they stop making money they don't give a shit that it's causing a lot of grief and suffering and we're all going to die because of it because they're like, it's not, ha- you know, it won't happen in my lifetime. I don't care. Exactly. I, I want to make my money yep. and live comfortably now. And that's And it's the probably going to be okay for my kid's lifetime too, fingers crossed. Um, I, well, but look at this last summer. We had record temperatures in the interior. Well, okay, yeah, but I'm also, when I say my kid's lifetime, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about my kid's lifetime. I'm talking about the 50, 60, 70-year-old mm. uh, mm. heads of corporations okay, who right. are looking at this situation and thinking I like... I thought you were just wanting to pollute a lot more. 
No, okay. <laughs> no, God, no. Because I do. You know, my daughter's 10 and yeah. uh, she has hopefully a lot of, of years on this earth left to her. Yeah. And, I, uh, but I, I worry about the condition of the planet that, that we're, we're leaving to her. Like and I no really, amount of, of of avoiding plastic straws is going to help that. I don't know. I think I'm all out of climate change conspiracies and laser stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I was, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say really, except um, it does feel like at some point in the future we do need to do like a big episode on 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 jewish conspiracies and just like do the history of why everyone assumes that jewish people are terrible yeah i you know, look, look at the um the what is it called the the protocols of the elders of zion i don't even know what that I've you don't heard of that dude oh dude. my gosh I you're feel hosting like a conspiracy to... podcast and you don't don't know what the protocols of the elders right. of zion are so for people who are just tuning in maybe listen to the previous season and you'll realize i'm not a conspiracy theorist <laughs> and you'll understand why i don't understand that reference but uh yeah no i know i'm i'm learning a lot as i go and that the, seems... the very very short version is that it is a fake document document mm. that uh supposedly illustrates how the elders of zion which is sort of like the 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 jewish elders uh plan to take over the world okay all right and it was it was utilized i think in part to um turn people against the jews during world war ii and uh in things prior to that um yeah i and I still don't fully understand why we like anyone would pick that race, I guess. I don't know that to, to hate, maybe they were just doing so well at the time. And it's like, we need to make them. Yeah. I I think before we go into that topic, I think that's something that we need to dedicate a full episode to. Yeah. And, and, and I think more than, more than one, I I did a couple of months ago. That could be a two parter. Uh, listen to a podcast on the the protocols of the elders of Zion on a podcast called behind the bastards, which is a really, really good podcast, but I don't remember a lot of details from that. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the Jewish people have been the bad guy for a long time. When I, I mean the running Hollywood Even right though, now and I like enough, the shit that's out there. So much of, uh, like the Republicans and, and, and the political right are very pro Israel. Yeah. Not so pro-Jewish, but pro-Israel because, really, in, in a lot of them, they're the religious right, and they need to see what they believe are the the predictions and premonitions from uh, uh, the revelations, revelation, revelation of John? Of Christ, yeah. No, 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 of, uh, of Paul, John, somebody. The last oh, book of the Bible. John Paul, yeah. John Paul and Ringo. <laughs> John Paul, Ringo, and... Uh, who was the last one? John Paul Ringo and and Star. I don't know. And that's Ringo Star. <laughs> I don't know. John I'm drunk. John and Paul McCartney, Ringo Star, and Philip. My guitar gently weeps, man. I don't know. What was it? George. George? George. Yes, George, John Paul, and Ringo Star. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're all they're all eager to like you know fulfill the prophecy in the Bible so that the end of the world can come and they can all go to heaven. Yes, that's I pretty remember much, that Beatles song. That's pretty much <laughs> their reasoning for being pro-Israel, which is fucked up. 
Uh, you know what? I uh, I think that's probably a good place to end this episode because I'm drunk and we're already at three hours that I need to edit. Yeah, down. and I think uh, I think we need to we need to like get into some. We just spent a few weeks doing not like topical things, and I know that the Jewish space laser isn't I feel like super this topical, isn't topical. But I don't know. It, it's climate change is just like happening every day, all the day. That's topical, though, man. Like every day for all year round. Yeah. Yeah, every day, yeah. <laughs> every day, it's it's climate change. It's we getting did worse. Tupac last every, week. I know, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I needed a couple of weeks of that because I'm just at the end of this episode, right. I just feel exhausted again. Well, okay, you know what? I'm gonna end off on this note, Todd. Okay. We haven't found a solution for climate change yet, but we're definitely getting warmer. <laughs> I'm Carlosia. I'm Todd Sullivan. Did you write that joke yourself? No, that was online. I just found it right now. Uh, thanks for uh, for listening. Yeah, this has been uh, Half Cut Conspiracies. Yeah, take it easy. Uh, fuck off. <laughs>